0: Welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Each week, I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15-minute conversations, twice a week, give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Today on Fruitbox, I want to talk about kiwi fruit. Actually. I want to talk about a brand that's labelled on billions of pieces of green and gold kiwifruit every year. How has this brand, Zespri, become one of the world's biggest in fresh produce, that now rings up many millions of dollars worth in global sales every year, supporting the livelihoods of thousands of growers and their families around the world, as well as the kiwifruit growers of New Zealand who own the brand. Joining me down the line on Fruitbox today is Daniel Matheson, the chief executive of Zespri. Dan's talking to me from Singapore, where Zespri's global sales and marketing headquarters are located. Dan, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Good day,
1: Chris. Thanks for uh, inviting me on today. It's a pleasure to talk to you as always.
0: Now, inevitably, every conversation I've had here on Fruitbox since I started in March has been about this coronavirus crisis. It's been at the centre of the conversations. Now, everyone's had to confront the challenges that COVID-19 has thrown down to the way in which they do business from the Orchard Gate right to the supermarket shelf. I know your growers back home in New Zealand have made all sorts of changes in the field uh, and in the packing house and so on. But today, I'd like to focus on what changes you've had to make to your own marketing strategy as a result of this crisis. I guess one of your biggest advantages was that you were able to adapt your sales and marketing plans before your New Zealand season started. Is that right? Is it correct to see it that way?
1: Yeah, look, I think from that perspective, it is. We were really fortunate to have more time than some others in the fresh produce industry who were in the peak of their season. Uh, At Zespri, we were in the midst of our Northern Hemisphere supply season, primarily out of Italy and France. And our supply partners had to make significant changes uh, to their businesses to ensure they could keep supplying as social distancing and lockdown measures were brought in. Uh, And it was actually quite incredible to see how quickly they were able to innovate and implement the changes to keep us with a steady supply of kiwifruit while making sure that our people were safe. Uh, It gave us all a huge sense of pride um, at Zespri and we shared much of those learnings from the northern hemisphere with our New Zealand uh, supply partners and they were able to then learn from that and innovate even faster to get our uh, pack houses and and facilities running up to speed at the quickest possible time. Uh, And I think that's one of the real advantages of Zespri's uh, connected ecosystem uh, around the world. Um, We were also able to use that time to see changes in sales channels and consumer behavior. Probably two of the key areas that we noticed big changes in our sales and marketing programs were that consumers were really looking for foods that had high vitamin C. Mm. Uh, and so that we had to adapt our marketing and our messaging to ensure that the, the high vitamin C content of kiwi fruit was front and center because that's what consumers were looking for. And again, we were very fortunate, of course, because kiwi fruit really does uh, give you all that vitamin C uh, that you need uh, every day. Uh, secondly, we saw a big move uh, to online activity, and so we moved a large portion of our spend to in-home from out of home Mm -hmm. this was driven by uh, you know restrictions that we were seeing in store, so we couldn't run our normal point of purchase sales activities and also due to that stronger demand online and we wanted to support more and more our online partners um the other the other exciting thing that happened to us of course was we launched our new brand uh, at the beginning of 2020, uh, this was the biggest relaunch of the brand that we'd undertaken and we wanted it to be a very a new vibrant look at the Zespri brand that was able to tell the Zespri story in a more dynamic and a distinctive way uh, and focusing very much in on ensuring that people understood that the Zespri brand stood for health. Uh, we created a new tagline, make your healthy irresistible. Mm. Uh, and I believe that, that that message is even more relevant now than it was before, given everything that's in front of us at the moment.
0: Mm. Now, the, the crisis started in China, as we all know, in in, in uh, the end of last year and beginning of January and moved west, first to Europe and then, and then to the US. Um, have you seen that shoppers have reacted the same in all of these different markets? You were talking about this health message earlier. Or has there been a a difference in your approach between, say, Asia, Europe, and and North America?
1: Look, I think largely it's been the same, Chris, but probably albeit at at different speeds. Um, We've certainly seen there has been this this really rapid move to more online shopping. Uh, We've also seen people shopping less frequently, but when they do go into shop, they're buying more. Uh, at at that time. Uh, Also, as mentioned, consumers are really looking for, for vitamin C Uh, in food and they're also looking for foods that store longer and certainly fruits that store longer because they're shopping more infrequently. Uh, Vitamin C, for example, was one of the, or foods with vitamin C, was one of the most searched foods on Google uh, that we saw through our our consumer research Uh, and that's great news for us because of course kiwi fruit has all that great vitamin C in it and we were able to adapt our messaging to ensure that consumers saw us as a really good
0: option. Mm. I'd I'd like to come to that question of e-commerce in a moment but um first your growers in New Zealand are producing much more sun gold kiwi fruit nowadays are are there any particular challenges to expand the kiwi fruit category it's not like say apples or citrus or stone fruit where you've got a myriad number of varieties you've essentially got basic basically two items a a green kiwi fruit and a gold kiwi fruit so I would suggest you've got it pretty easy haven't you (laughs) <laughs> uh, it would be nice to say that, uh,
1: Chris, but I, I look, I don't think anything is that easy in the world of horticulture. Uh, just because there's so many things, of course, that can happen every day that are different from yesterday, uh, and so many things that are out of your control. Uh, at Zespri, though, we're really happy to be focused on just kiwi fruit and and making it the best it can be. Uh, and we also believe, based on really sound consumer research, that we've got varieties that are able to deliver value for those eating it, but also for those growing it. Um, And and by doing that, we can create a sustainable model that helps make positive contributions to communities right across our Zespri ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Um, Consumers and growers are the two most important people in our value chain, uh, and if they're both happy, then we have a sustainable model, uh, we believe. Um, For SunGold, the biggest challenges that we have seen uh, have been around making sure that we don't take our focus away from, uh, from quality as our volumes have grown rapidly. That's been a really big focus for our industry. Uh, at that industry level, we have had a number of challenges. Sun gold needs to be picked and packed over a very short window And so that provides a lot of challenge for our post-harvest facilities and for our growers to be able to get the fruit off the vines and through the sheds in great quality uh, in a timely way. We've also faced, as many other parts of the world, labour shortages. Um, And this has only got more challenging through the COVID-19 period. Although I will say that in New Zealand, our industry has done a great job uh, earlier this year of providing a lot of jobs to New Zealanders who lost employment, particularly that from forestry, from hospitality, from tourism sectors. Um, so that's a real positive within this situation. I think the other challenge that we have found around uh, Sun Gold is finding really good growing areas outside of New Zealand to help us meet the very strong demand that we're getting for our Sun Gold and our green uh, kiwi fruit for 12 months of the year. Uh, on the marketing side as well, unlike the citrus, uh, apples, stone fruit that you mentioned, um, where that's, they're largely known by consumers. Kiwifruit is still such a minor in the fruit bowl, and so we've got a huge job to do to lift the profile of Zespri kiwifruit so that people around the world know how good it is for them, um, know that it's got this high vitamin C and other powerhouse nutritional benefits um, and we believe that there's still a huge amount of growth ahead of us uh, if we can do that, but it's certainly challenging.
0: Mm. You've had uh, a really great success in getting the, the Zespri brand out there in Asia, in particular, and yet in Europe uh, and North America, your retail customers kind of show few signs of moving away from their own brands. Um, at the end of the day, does it does it really matter? I mean, especially if you get your volumes sold. I, I know that that's not what. You want to hear as a brand marketer, but uh, it's true, isn't it?
1: We believe a strong brand is just absolutely essential everywhere Uh, if we're going to have a sustainable model and realise the opportunity and growth potential we have ahead of us. For a lot of the reasons I mentioned, um, we want to build long-lasting and meaningful relationships with the people who are buying our fruit. We want them to know us deeper and the story of our kiwi fruit industry uh, and all the positives that are there and we do that through our brand. Um, I would actually say in Europe that we're doing pretty, pretty well. Um, We've still got a lot of opportunities ahead of us, but we're making really good progress. I think the UK has always been one that's been a bit of a challenge for us, as you and I have discussed many times. Uh, But but I am confident that we're going to find a win-win solution one day that's going to work well for key retailers in the UK and also for Zespri so that we can get more of this great quality kiwifruit out to consumers across the UK. Uh, Of course, I'll be asking for your help to to do that, Chris. (laughs) In North America as well, look, we're making really good progress. Uh, It certainly is a market where we've got lower brand recognition. But in the last few years, we've uh, positioned North America as a launch market for Zespri, which means we've really increased our investment both in uh, people and in sales and marketing spend. Uh, And we've seen really good progress uh, with our fruit being accepted by more and more key retailers, and we've seen great volume growth. Um, Even through the COVID-19 period, we know that investing strongly in your brand and your story with consumers is the right thing to do. We actually saw the benefit of this, um, even as we came out of the back of the 2008 financial crisis, where we saw that our brand, and generally stronger brands, recovered faster than others. Uh, We certainly saw in in the research that brands that had good recognition and penetration recovered up to nine times faster than other brands. Mm. So so today we spend a lot of money, roughly 6% of our revenue, on selling fruit and building our brand um, in the minds of consumers. And we want to continue to focus on doing that, keeping our brand visible and, and meaningful for consumers all around the world. Mm.
0: You, you talked earlier about uh, e-commerce. Um, and One of the impacts, it seems to me, of this coronavirus crisis has been kind of a consolidation of old forms if I can call them that of retail so the local, the local supermarkets and the growth of new forms of retail so you know more e-commerce more direct deliveries and so on is that how you see it and and has your experience in in e-commerce in Asia where you've been very active has that helped you uh manage the move into e-commerce in in Europe and North America
1: Certainly we are seeing a huge increase in online demand around the world. Uh, This is still more pronounced in Asia than other parts of the world. Um, But we think that this trend will absolutely continue everywhere. And it does feel like COVID-19 and the situation that's around us right now has cleared the way for this to happen faster in regions and countries outside of Asia. Um, As I mentioned earlier, we've shifted a lot of our spend from out-of-home to in-home media um, and increased our promotions online with our partners to support that really strong demand that we're seeing, not just in Asia, but in other markets too. Um, We're also looking at partnering with with great companies in that online space. Just in China, for example, this year, we've formed new partnerships, direct partnerships with JD.com and Alibaba to help us make our fruit available more and more to consumers online. We already started to invest a lot on in online marketing from a number of years ago, as you know well, um, and we've been increasing that every year as we've seen our sales grow as a result. So this has really helped us learn about where to invest and how to get more value out of that dollar spent online as the COVID-19 situation appeared. Uh, we expect that this tra- trend is going to continue rapidly. Mm.
0: And you're talking to me down the line from your, uh, your home office in, in Singapore. It's where you live and work. Now, me and the rest of the world are going to be coming to Singapore in six months for Asia Fruit Logistica in the middle of November. How are things there in Singapore?
1: Yeah, look, uh, so, do, so do we, Chris. We're really eager to have uh, Asia Fruit Logistica here in Singapore. Uh, it's a terrific location for, for the event. Um, look, both, both me and, and our global sales and marketing team here in Singapore are really excited about having it. Uh, and uh, at the moment, things are going okay in Singapore. The Singapore government are doing very well, a solid job of getting on top of things here. Uh, it's certainly been challenging as, as it has all around the world. Um, and in, here in Singapore, there have been a spike in cases recently in some specific sectors. But overall, with the lockdown measures that have been put in place, we are seeing a decline in community infections. So that's, that's a real positive. Uh, the next big date for us, I guess, is June the 1st, when the government are hoping to be able to ease restrictions across the island. And so we're just going to have to watch and see uh, and hope that that will trend positively and we'll be able to have Asia Fruit Logistica here in November.
0: Now, there, there are some people who say that, uh, you know, Zoom meetings are the way forward and, uh, you know, you must be having dozens of them, I know I am. Um, do, you, do you miss that personal contact with uh, with customers and colleagues and, and so on?
1: Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I remember the last time we connected actually in London over a coffee um, and there is nothing like the face-to-face meeting to really uh, have the conversation. Um, and so while the Zoom, the team's meetings that we've been having at Zespri have been really valuable and they've added a, a whole lot of positives to our business. We absolutely miss the face-to-face time and I don't think you can replace that entirely from this, uh, from, the, from using these digital platforms. So I'm looking forward to the day that we can go back to having a balance between the face-to-face meetings, but using these digital platforms to enhance the conversations and the engagement and the connection that we're having with one another around
0: the world. Well, I, I look forward to the, to the next coffee that we have, Dan. Thank, thanks very much indeed for joining me. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line today by Dan Matheson of Zesbury. Dan, a great pleasure to talk to you as always. Thank you.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Chris, for inviting me on. I really enjoyed the conversation. I found these sessions that you've been running are a really valuable source of information and hope that they continue even post COVID-19. Uh, let's hope that we can get together though face to face in November here in Singapore uh, and of course if we can't I'm sure you've got, you and the team are going to work on, on putting together a digital format uh, to help us uh, as a fresh produce industry connect just the best that we can.
0: Thank you very much indeed, you, you stay well and keep safe as well. Now you can find today's conversation with Dan and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. They can also be found on all the major podcast platforms today. Just search for the word Fruitbox. Our audience, I'm pleased to say, continues to grow and it's great that so many of you are listening in. If you want to feature in a future episode of Fruitbox, then why not get in touch with me? Drop me a line to my email address, chris at fruitnet.com. And don't forget to download our new magazine apps from the App Store or from Google Play. Fresh Produce Journal and Asia Fruit are now out and we're working to get Eurofruit ready later this month. They're specially designed to work on your smartphone and tablet and have been developed by the same people behind The Economist and other great magazines. So take a look. I'm sure you'll like them. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.